This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at win and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already played Fantasy on Sleeper and now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's been a minute. I feel like I feel like we haven't talked in forever, man. And uh, we're here for the Canadian Open. It's your boy Boston Capper with the gun golf himself, Steve Shimmer. Steve, how you feeling, babe? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, I apologize to the listeners that I did not put out a preview show last night. Uh, I let the weekend just get completely away from me. Uh, did not really have a free minute for anything. Uh, did end up getting into my preview column until about 7:30 last night. Crammed in some research. Uh, I got a couple of little nuggets I can share with you guys tonight. Just a little Cliff Notes version, but. Uh, yeah, um, new golf course, well, newish golf course new-ish. with a dog shit field. Dog uh, shit. this should be very interesting this week. It should be, I guess. I don't know, man. Like that, that was sarcasm. I mean, as interesting as my picks are going to be very dicey. Yeah, everything's going to be fucking dicey in here. I mean, I guess it'll be interesting, I guess, to see like how, what these top guys are going to do before the U.S. Open next week, right? Like, like who's, who's in it to, to, you know, tighten that game up. Who's out there actually trying to win? And it's never good to try to play armchair psychologist. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fucking interesting. That's a damn sure. I mean, I, I think the one benefit of looking at least at St. George's is there's a little more comparison, I think, between this golf course and what they'll see at Brookline, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, compared to everybody just lighting up CBC Craig Ranch and trying to take things away from that going to Southern Hills, which I did not feel like there was any correlation. Like, I literally did not give a shit about what happened at that tournament. So this week, though, I think, like, for example, hole number four uh, at St. George's is almost a photocopy of – it's very close to, to what number 10 is at Brookline. Like, okay. very similar concepts. Like, very quirky, some blind shots – um, some awkward tee shots too. Like it's not just all like really straightforward. Um, you know, some thickish rough as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is, I, I wish there were more guys in this field that were actually decent. Cause I think anybody playing this week is actually going to have a little bit of an edge, uh, for next week. Okay. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. You got any thoughts on, uh, all the, all the live news breaking today? Besides all the money being thrown around, basically, like, did, did Phil get an oil uh, oil field yet in his uh, agreement? I mean, it could be a rider like you know how like some of the like the divas want like only green M and M's in the bowl. Like, um, there might be a rider coming that we don't know about. But two hundred million straight cash, homie, for fucking that's it. Like, he doesn't have to do anything else. Just show the fuck up. Two hundred mil. You got seventy five mil more than Dustin Johnson. That's I fucking know. insane. That is insanity. I mean, I guess I get it because, like, Phil is, like, probably – it's – I mean, look at the PIP rankings. He's the second most popular golfer on the PGA Tour, so yeah. you would assume second most popular golfer on the planet. Yeah. Man, 200 fucking million. Two mil, man. 200 mil. I mean, I don't know how – I mean, listen. I mean, we, we've talked about it a little bit. Like, I don't know. I get why the guys are doing it. I don't understand why more guys aren't doing it. You know, putting aside the morality issue of it, however you feel about the Saudi government, obviously they do dirty shit and they're, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not a great look. But at the same point, um, just, 
I haven't deep dived on this yet, um, but it's more they're trying to like build a portfolio of sports. It looks like and trying yes. to do a whole bunch of other stuff too. So look, it is what it is. They're throwing a shit ton of money at it, and it, listen, if it brings good golf and actually formulates into something, then whatever it is, what it is. I mean, it's not like our government is a uh, is a knight in shining armor either uh, when it comes to certain aspects of it. So. I mean, I think like high level, like I'm interested in a 54 whole term like it's it could be like doing this every single week thursday through sunday it can be like it's a lot like especially like in the summer too like my attention span is definitely like like do i really want to watch like the 3m open on saturday or do i want to go outside maybe do some yard work or play with the kid play some golf Rather would do that. So I like the idea of 54 hole tournament. Plus, I tend to have a lot of 54 hole tournaments. <laughs> so maybe I'll start hitting more outrights. Right. I like the idea of a team format. But what I have an issue with though is like kind of look at like both fields right now. Yeah. Where like, listen, more bigger names are going to have going to live. Oh yeah. And it's oh, going to yeah. look, at, but what's going to happen is we're going to have probably both competing tours where we'll have like, 10 to 15 big names at the top. And then just like we see like under 8,000 in DraftKings this week, complete dreck below that. And both tours are going to be like that. And I just sit here saying, can one of them just win out? And I don't want to get into a situation where I don't want to get into a situation where it was like with IndyCar back in uh, the nineties where two basically identical sports split in half. And one entity had not as good drivers, but they had the Indy 500, so basically they had all the money. The other one had the drivers, but, you know, not the prestige. And eventually, the one with the most money ended up winning, the one with the Indy 500. And I think what's going to end up happening is with golf, the players, it's not the golf courses as much as I would want, want it to be. It's not the golf courses <laughs> no. that gets eyeballs. It's the players. Yep. And the players want to get paid the most. Yep. So money is going to win. The Saudis are not going to go away because they can just drill an oil well and get more money to pay – I don't know, Terrell Hatton or like Kyle Morikawa or like just, I mean, like, Jesus, 200 million to fill? Yeah. This is nothing to these guys. Nothing. So, I don't it's gonna know. Be it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and if the field gets a little stronger, I, I do like the 54 whole thing, definitely. Um, I don't quite understand the fucking team concept of it yet, but whatever, man. Like, it is what it is. Uh, I, I don't think they really know either. Yeah. Like, because they basically know. stole the idea from another from, from yeah, what, right. So I, I, would, I, I wish that one was just good. It's like, have they even announced like who the captains are? No, I don't think so. They, they have yeah, some like they have some like super happy hour. I think at some point, fucking like, this week, where it's going. Is it, is it like when they did the happy hour when they used to do the bracket reveal for the match play? Oh, probably. Oh, that was great. Yeah, those are always exciting, exciting yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, it is what it is. Fucking Saudi government's corrupt as fuck. Uh, there's too much money for guys to ignore. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I had to text you earlier. I was like, how the fuck am I even watching this thing? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what the hell it was going to be at. And so, yeah, YouTube, whatever. I watch all my shit on YouTube TV anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. Uh, it, it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I would like some bigger names to get over there, though. Um, but who knows, man? Maybe some random guy from the Asian tour who never got a shot all of a sudden will look like a stud and we'll find some new good golfer. Who knows? Who knows? You're on mute. My apologies. I think Taylor Gooch is probably going to be a top five player on that on that tour. He's going to be an instant star for the yeah. tour. So, yeah. what about but what? You, what about his boy? Maybe he can bring his boy Willie Wilcox over there. That'd be nice. Boys? Are they boys? Yeah. yeah, Gooch lived in Wilcox's fucking apartment while he was trying to make the make the tour. I did not know that. 
Yeah, you never read the fucking story. I never read that article. God damn, man. All right. I don't know why I said you busy breaking down golf courses, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, okay. All right, so why don't we talk about this golf course transition? So, like, you can look at my article as far as, like, I posted a couple of videos on some of the changes that have happened, like a brief description. Basically, I described this golf course, really good piece of land, um, like rolling hills, undulate, lots of undulations, some uneven lies in the fairway, some collection areas where the fairway just kind of canters. You know, if you hit the ball in the wrong spot, it might roll, like, down into the rough. A lot of uphill shots, downhill shots, a lot of awkward approach shots, too. Like, it's quirky, kind of like what we're going to see next week at Brookline. That's why I mentioned that. I think, uh, even though I think this is going to play a lot easier than Brookline, I think just general high-level concept, like execution, what your goals are, and some of the types of shots you're going to see, I think some of these guys have an advantage. So, uh, just high-level, really small greens, only about 4,000 square feet in area. Uh, only one super water. Super tiny, right? Yeah, super, super tiny. Super tiny. Uh, and that's actually after a green expansion in 2014, and they're still really small. Damn. So, uh, those are done by Tom Doak, uh, who also did Memorial Park. Uh, they also converted all the greens from pellet bent grass to bent grass. So use that for your putting stats. But what I really want to talk about though is, yeah, I've kind of heard like just briefly what pe- some people are starting to say about it. And, I hear a lot about like, oh, you got to keep it a play off the tee and like, you know, accuracy, like kind of try and compare lists to like TPC Potomac and everything. Well, there was one tournament that uh, is hosting five in its history. And the last time I hosted it was 2010. Now I know golf has changed a whole lot. Um, but let's kind of go through that leaderboard a little bit and just tell you like how these guys were like off the tee, like heading in. So From Carl. 2010? Yeah, 2010. Cool. So Carl. I know. All right, but just for example, Carl Pettison, 140th in driving distance, 120th in driving accuracy. Bob Estes, 138th in driving distance, 139 in driving accuracy. Charlie Wee, 170th in driving accuracy. Greg Chalmers, 182 in driving distance, 145 driving accuracy. So I guess, like, and I think eight of the ten guys in the top ten were outside the top 100 driving accuracy. And listen, I know they've done some work to the place, but I looked at some of the videos. The rough still look pretty deep. Overhead, it's the same layout. So, and like you look at some of the drive accuracy rates, it was about PG to were average back then. Green regulation rates are about PG to were average. Like I don't think this is gonna be a TPC Potomac situation because that was like hit with crazy weather. The fairways were a little narrower too. There were a lot more water hazards and just like if you were off the fairways, it's a lost ball. And I know there's like trees and stuff, but that also can add a little bit like a you know be like a bumper. I did not look at off the tee performance at all this week really. I think this is a quirky golf course where it's kind of like positional. Some of the fairways kind of just bottleneck in where you just like, all right, I just got to hit it before the bunker and then I'm going to set up like a 150, 160 yard approach shot. Um, but I know it's a lot of those guys in 2010. They were pretty shitty for the most part, but for what they were good at, pretty good scramblers, pretty good putters, okay iron players. That's kind of what I looked at this week. Not really focusing off tee. Another thing I want to fo- talk about too is like, the 200 yard approach shots. I think you have to keep in mind that even though there's five par threes and four of them are over 200 yards, it's a little different when you put the ball on a tee than versus in the fairway. Yeah. It makes it a little easier. So I don't really care all that much about proximity stats from 200 plus because I think that kind of evens the field out. Okay. So you get a pro, a ball on a tee, they're going to hit it well. Yeah, uh, me I too. Did, <laughs> I know. Well, I did find a lot of those guys in 2010 and I think there's going to be a little more Basically, a lot of shots under 175. I think it's going to come down to that this week. You're shorter than the intermediate irons because I think everybody's on the same playing field. These are all reachable par fives too. None of them are all that long. A lot of the 200 yard plus shots on the par threes are on a tee. 
So yeah, I just kind of focus on iron play, scrambling, you know, some bent grass putting. I hit your short to intermediate irons. Hey, listen, I'm just taking a guess. That's my stand, and that kind of formulated with how I picked this week. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was looking at, too. I didn't pay attention to anything off the tee, based off of your article, and then, like I said, um, the other podcast that I listened to. Um, all right, just take it off. Like, whatever. So, we're at, so him and I are on the same page, basically? Yeah, yeah you guys are on the same page. Shocking! We actually talked a little bit before. Right? Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. He mentioned something about you guys talking. Oh, I think you were the one who told him that the bent grass greens was a complete redo, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, I did. So, I, I found yeah. a uh, YouTube video from like six years ago where they talked about it. Of course you did. I'm good at finding that stuff. Fucking psycho. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm good at Google. <laughs> <laughs> my that's mother my, is. That's my, my mother is not. My mother is terrible at Google. My that's God. that's my secret to everything. Just <laughs> googling everything. Google everything. Yes. I like it. Yeah, all right, while we take our first break, and we'll start breaking down this crappy field. <laughs> all right, listen, you guys got to make sure you get down on win bets. Fifty dollars to win a two hundred dollar win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty bet qualify fifty dollar bet qualifies you to win two hundred dollars in free bets. And now they have the ultimate fantasy football experience. You bet five hundred dollars on sports or casino before July thirty first. You guys can do that this weekend tonight on a game. Come on. Easy. Get entered to win the full ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at the Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Nice. Multiple entries are allowed, and you get also get to party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on the NBA, put it on the Celts Game 3, or Casino, and be entered in a prize to attend the, the DJ Diesel, who is Shaq, uh, performing at the Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Let's start breaking down. DJ Diesel. Maybe, uh, was it, was that Kazam that he had, uh, remember Kazam? Shaq? You don't remember Kazam? Oh, yeah. I remember. That was like 30 years ago. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the last time he put out a rap album, right? So at least he he won't be playing house music. He'll be playing like old school hip hop. Uh, Before the show, to pull back the curtain, uh, I got disgusted that we were talking about Eight Mile and that came out 20 years ago and I felt really depressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Super. We're old. We're old. Yep. All right. $10,000 range. Listen, like, I'm not going to pick nits with any of these guys. All of them have a lot of strengths of what I'm looking for. Like, especially if I'm throwing out off the tee. Like, all of them are hitting the irons great. All of them are scrambling really good. Like, except for maybe Sam Burns, but he's a, he's a adept scrambler in his own right. All, most of them are putting really well too. Like, I mean, I guess if you want like a pivot play, I can see Cam Smith. Like, he's drawing the, the worst ownership. And I mean, we've seen like elite parts of his game the last two times. Like, at the PJ Championship, his ball striking was really good. The putting and short game was terrible. Last week, the short game putting was really great. The ball strike was bad. So, like, he's really close to kind of, like, putting it all together. So, I mean, one or two things going to happen. He's going to be complete dog shit. And, like, everything's going to be bad or everything's going to just click. But like that, I kind of like Sam Burns this week, too. He seems like he doesn't have a lot of, like, conversation, like, talk about him. Uh, I think everybody's kind of gravitating to, like, JT, Rory, um, mm-hmm. naturally. Because, like, I mean, like, JT tends to do very well, like, a week before a major. Rory's a fending champion. I'll, there's a lot of similar things. Uh, comparison between this place is Hamilton Golf and Country Club. The thing I like about Burns, though, is, like, he tends to kind of eat up these, like, target golf, like, positional tracks. Like, he just won Colonial. He's won Innisbrook twice. Like, he did well at TBC Southwind. 
last year too. Like, yeah. you know, you think of it as this like long, like bomber, but like he tends to show really well on some of these like shorter ish, like tracks, the plotter yeah. courses a little bit. But I kind of like him this week. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I listen, all of them are going to be really popular, but that's somebody who I think can keep it rolling coming off the wind. And then I mean, I don't have a fade. Like, yeah, there's no fade in this category. No. It's pick your guy, make your stand. Don't be right. an idiot and be like, well, this guy's good. None of these guys up here are going to suck. Listen, right. one I of mean, them might I, bomb out, but like, I'm not. I guess Lowry, but like, uh, I could oh, also see that's him my doing guy. really well here. That's my guy. Okay. No, I, I don't hate that at all. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, he played blah at the memorial, but he was sobled, right? Didn't you say he was sobled? Who, who was he sobled? He was, uh, Ander- Anderkurst. Whatever. Either way, he still somehow made the cut. He lost strokes off the tee. The guy's a wizard around the green. Um, I can see him doing well here, man. Like this, this is the type of course, like you said, like target golf. He's great. He's great with his, his, his mid to short irons and uh, he's a great bunker player. So give me that coming up with all these sand plays. Like whatever, man. Like he's due for a fucking win. The golf gods owe him a win. I mean, is there any like lineup construction considerations up here? I, I don't think there is. Cause like I feel like I get Scheffler at 11 one and I mean, basically build. Cause I, I think everybody under like 9,300 blocks is like, you're, you're kind of rolling the dice at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, I don't really care about like, if I want to go Scheffler, I feel like I can build a lineup I'm hat, well, contempt with as if uh, I start with like Burns. Yeah. I guess. It's just such, so dog shit down at the bottom. Right. But you, you're going to have to eat dog shit at some point. Like even like under, like we're going to get to it, like under 75, like, for God's sakes, Mark Hubbard's seventy nine hundred bucks. Like it gets ugly quick. Yeah, I know. So like, real I don't quick. think it matters. I mean. like, no, I mean, I don't think you're going to be comfortable with any line of build this week. Really. No, so I, I think just pick your favorite of the top and then just go from there. Like, I, I think, I mean, all of them are going to be basically pretty popular depending on the contest. I guess Smith is going to be the least popular, but whatever. Yeah, but like, so it's also it's also fucking Monday night and ownership always shifts by Wednesday. I know, but I mean, just looking at what it is, like everybody above nine thousand bucks is double. Double digits. There it's is no pivot. It's because he right bombed now. out on on Sunday. But I mean, okay, whatever. Who cares? Like, I don't give a shit about that. All right. All right. Why well, move on to the nine thousand dollar range? Why don't you kick it off with the uh, maybe one or two guys you like and one guy you like? I don't know what to do in here, man. I don't like. I I initially went to Finau. I went to Hatton. I, I don't know what I'm going to do in here. If I'm just being honest, like I'm not trying to steer anybody wrong. Like I just don't know what to do in this, in this range. And I'm so uncomfortable with like the low sevens and the sixes. This might be a range I skip over. I know the obvious play is Maddie Fitzpatrick, right? Like coming off the miscut and everything fits him and everybody's all over him again. Uh, like obviously great around the green, seventh and ball striking over the last 24 rounds. I just can't get there with 20% Fitzy. Narrative Street Connors, I, I, maybe I'm being stupid, but I think I'm just going to avoid all Canadians this week. Maybe it's too much pressure. I have no fucking idea. What's the history on that? Have any Canadians even won the Canadian Open? I mean, it hasn't been for a while. I know Mackenzie Hughes did well here a couple of years ago. I know David Hitman Hearn, he did well here. Uh, I don't think Connors has really ever done much. Yeah. I don't think Hadwin, like, I, 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 I listen, I'd probably, I'd probably rather play Connors over Hadwin. Um, yeah. Kirk. Played well over the weekend and then bombed out on Sunday. Keith mm-hmm. Mitchell at 9K is seems atrocious. Yeah, and like he, his game relies mostly on off the tee. Yeah, he's been good at ball striking though. He's I mean he's top 25 in this field in ball striking. Now with his mm-hmm. irons though, irons haven't been all that great lately. 
I mean, that's what ball striking factors in, yeah? It, it, no, it factors in your off the tee. Off the tee, too, right? Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's mostly off the tee. Over his last 50 rounds, he's gained 0.7 off the tee and losing 0.02. Yeah, that's right. I think I'm just going to go. Like, I'm just going to go with Fee now, probably. If, like, gun to my head on Monday night. I'm just going to go Fee now. Say fuck it, <laughs> like like whatever, man. Like his approach game is still spot on. Um, and if he can take some of the squirreliness uh, from a, like from his putting, you know, if, if it's such small greens that he can actually get up and down, he's okay around the green. Whatever, man. T four at at Chalshaw. I am completely undecided in this area. Though. Completely okay. undecided. All right. I actually really I really like Hatton this week. Okay. That was actually a guy when I like when I first looked at the odds board, I saw his number and I liked it. Um. So let's go back a couple weeks ago, TBC Potomac. I know we're not, I know, I think that one's going to play, play a lot more difficult what this is going to be, but I think like aesthetically, like just overhead view, similar concepts. He played really well heading into the weekend, just kind of got blown out the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm playing really well at the PGA. So this might be an instant. Maybe he's starting to come back a little bit. Like his worst parts of his game has been off the tee. If that's yeah. something like that's something I'm just not really factoring a whole lot this week. Iron plays been trending up a little bit. Really good around the green. Really good putter as well. Uh, and I also know I think he finished second at Congaree last year. Mm-hmm. That was before the U.S. Open. So that's true. You know, I mean, like the range of possibilities of well, I know that he can get up for uh, an event before a major. You know, so why yeah. can't he do it again? Yeah, before he goes and misses the cut again next. <laughs> next yeah, I, I think Brookline might be a little better. For it, it'll be. I think that's a than Tory Pines was last agreed. year. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Definitely. All right. And I guess my favorite, it's Hadwin probably. I mean, super popular, the Canadian narrative. I just, 9,300 bucks. I think he, I almost think he's, he's priced this way because his ace was on like the TV all weekend too. And like, yeah. if like, he didn't get that ace, he would have been what, like 30? He would have been 30. 18? Yeah, exactly. He would have been 30th right. with Jason yeah. Day. Yeah. So, uh, and like, he didn't, he was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I think that's my face, especially with the popularity and, I like like Tony, like who do you want to take like would you take Tony Fino ninety four hundred bucks or Adam Hadwin ninety three hundred dollars Fino all day not even yeah close. Fino's a better player yeah it's not even close and yeah. I take I take Munez for a hundred dollars cheaper I would take Kirk it's two hundred bucks cheaper too I don't know if I trust him I, I, this is another guy I can't get fucking right I need to make a list of guys like we were talking about that just need to stay off my betting cat and off my DFS shit unless somebody who uh, I trust tells me hey this is the this is good. Like, because there's some guys I just have no fucking read on. I think I can get a beat on them. And then they just slap me with a West sausage in the forehead. Like every, every, every fucking time. Okay. <laughs> uh, you got anything else for this range? No. All right. Well, I'm going to take a break and then we'll uh, keep breaking down the ranges. All right. Listen, you guys already know sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. And you already use it to play fantasy. And I use it for mine. And then now there's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper too by playing the new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more of your players that you like and pick the over under, for example, points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between two and 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about the over under on Sleeper is the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together or root against them. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now for their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your phone, go join our listener group over at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP.
Okay. $8,000 range. I got a couple guys I like down here. So do you want to go first and then maybe I'll break down? Yeah, that's what you fine. Don't talk about because yeah. I, I think we might overlap based on the conversation we had before the show. Yeah, so I'll I'll let you keep Hughes and I'll let you break it down because you're gonna break okay. it down more than I'm gonna break it down. Okay. I, I feel I feel like <sighs> Reed still isn't getting any ownership. He was popular last week, right? Does this course fit him better? I think it does. I mean, if I'm going with the narrative of I don't give a shit what you do off, off the tee, right? and like I, I also so I had a top forty bet on him and no. I was sweating that most of the weekend like. It was there. He just did the same thing he did at the PGA. He just blew up like blew up towards the end of his it. round, and like he cleans that up a little bit. A little like, bit. Look, irons were still okay. Like just you know, in the short term at least, still in the yep. scramble putter. Like literally the blueprint of I don't give a shit what you do off the tee. I just care about what you do with the other stuff. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean he's so. I know you don't wait sand saves as much as I do, um, but he's number two in the spirit. With sand saves, right? Yeah. So that's what probably getting out of the bunker, giving him a seven foot putt, and he drains that seven foot putt where most guys aren't going to, right? So listen, I like him, and, and if I'm still going to get him at sub ten, this is somebody who I don't know, I, I don't know. I always fall into the trap, but I'm just going to keep riding it right now. I was on him last week at at a, a little bit of a longer number, but a much stronger field. Why would I not be back with him again? Low ownership with the same same number, and then this is just a play my guy. Uh, because no, none of the stats look good, but Thigala fucking looked good yeah. over the weekend. He looked real good. And listen, like, if I'm going to get him sub 10 as well, right next to the fucking dusty ass Justin Rose and my other guy, Vegas, who completely fucking blew up on Sunday. Um, yeah, listen, I like Thigala. Like, he, he's, I don't know, and I know his numbers, uh, uh, like scrambling, don't look good. But every time they showed him on TV uh, over the weekend, like he was getting up and down, he was grinding his ass off. He did good. Like I mean, he gained almost six strokes on approach. Um, his, scrambling, his scrambling numbers are okay. Well, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, he, I, I got him gained point two over his last fifty rounds. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I, I don't go back as like I don't I don't wait. That All right, well, he's gained half half a stroke over his last twelve. Correct. Right, right. So it's fine. But it, it seems like it kind of goes back and forth, right? Like he'll go I mean, through. he's been going back and forth ever since we came to PGA. He's a young kid. I know. Yeah, he's I mean, like, kid. he's got, like, he's got a really high ceiling. He had good finishes at Phoenix, good finishes yep. at Valspar, good finish last week, and then he's got a couple of miscuts. Like, yeah. young kid, he's still figuring it out, but he's got a lot of talent. A huge talent. And yeah. so if I can get a good number on him betting, at least <laughs> relatively to this field, and if I can get him sub 10% in 8K when I'm not comfortable with the 9K range, like I, I might just play reading Tigala and, and then just start picking my poison down low in the low sevens, high sixes. Okay. All right. So you did not pick the other guy I like. Because I, I like Reed. That was my I liked. Okay. And you like Hughes? Uh, yep. I like Hughes. Well, yeah. there was one more I liked. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I had three guys I liked. So I like Hughes. So, I mean, if you just want to go like low-hanging fruit, like, again, like I'm going for the narrative, okay, I don't give a shit what you do off the tee. He's atrocious <laughs> off the tee. But and hit his irons a little better lately. Like, I know he did well at TBC Potomac, gained over a stroke there. His irons well last week, Memorial for a T37 finish. Um, You know, just I know you say he's not a good bunker player, just overall good scrambler because I think he's just a good putter in general. That's kind of the formula I'm looking for this week. Um. Tends to play well. I mean, like he's his last two Canadian Opens, 2018 was at Glen Abbey, T8, 2019, T14, Hamilton Golf Country Club. I like the Hamilton comps of this place. And only five percent ownership. 
Yeah, and only five percent. Like everybody's going to have and everybody's going to Connors. Like I, I like Hughes this week. He's and like he's had a lot of good finishes at like some flyer golfers, like you know RSM and you know there's a like PJ National. Like you know I there, there's a lot of these types of tracks, like shorter tracks, I like with Hughes. Um, like Brendan Todd too. Um, okay. Hey, good call, Colonial. <laughs> I kind of poo poo pooed it. But I think I feel like listen, like I think a lot of things you do with Colonial is the same as what you're gonna okay. do here. It's target golf off the tee, small greens. Don't really want to be in the rough. Um, I mentioned earlier that I like Sam Burns because you know, some TBC Southwind stuff. Well, Brendan Todd, I think he had the lead going into Sunday in like 2020. I want to say um, another like real nerdy golf architecture thing I want to talk about too. Okay. So the guy who designed this is Stanley Thompson. He tutored Robert Trent Jones. And actually, um, I was listening to a podcast today on the Friday. They were talking about, uh, you know, because said the description of Rochester, New York. And Stanley Thompson actually hired Robert Trent Jones to build Midvale Country Club here. Uh-huh. So long story short, like I once I made that connection, I'm like, all right, I see a little bit of Robert Trent Jones, like kind of like fingerprints type place in this place. And Brendan Todd won a Robert Trent Jones and Port Royal, the Marina Championship. Okay. So maybe there's a little bit of connection there. Uh, I just like him kind of these like, you know, like plotter, shorter courses where, you know, he's been hitting his irons a little better, getting up and down, making a lot of putts, good bent grass putter too. I like him. And I guess my fade is like kind of the same reason I don't really love Keith Mitchell in the 9,000 average. Johnny Vegas, same thing. I feel like he's priced this way because he's a two time winner of the Canadian Open, but that was not his course. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't his course. Again, like most of his damage is off the tee, and I think that's kind of like neutered a little bit this week. Iron's been trending down a little bit, not the best scrambler, really dodgy with a putter too. Yeah, and like you said, like his results lately haven't been all that great. Like I know he was a, kind of in the mix of the at well, he wasn't really in the mix, but he was up there and then he bombed on Bomb Sunday. the fuck out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not not quite Cam Young style, but Oh my fuck dude, did you want to talk about a top twenty bet that got oh fucking destroyed? God. He he was oh I think I lost Reed too I think I put him on my card but I didn't actually follow through with the bet but the uh, he was the I think he was my only miss in my positions which yeah. he poo pooed on your solo show by the way so, <laughs> oh Kirk I miss Kirk too yeah so, so anyways uh, so <laughs> I guess Vegas not really my cup of tea but yeah no. I, I, like I like Reed I like Hughes I like Todd I, I feel mean, like I'm much more comfortable in the 8K range than the 9K range I mean do I have some Rasmus Hoygaard does anyone care I, so he's the good one though right. He is the good one. He's the more consistent one right. of the two. Um, like he, I mean, he did well at Valero. He yeah. had a top twenty finish, but you, you can keep your euros. I'm good. Look, eighty three hundred bucks. I think I'm gonna pass. He hasn't missed. He hasn't missed any cuts though, has he? Not in a while, but that just seems cute. I don't know. Okay. I, I think. Listen, I'm fine. I'm not fucking playing. Let's find out. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seven thousand dollar range. This is when it starts to get ugly. So ugly. Right. Do you want me to jump in first? No, no, no. Let's go. So I get a couple questions. So <laughs> okay, I'll try and answer as best I can. So it's not. It's not like it's like. So the first one: Are we buying Perez? Are we buying Pat Perez? God. I mean, do we? I, I remember making this comment. I think it's Phoenix. Like the Pat Perez train eventually comes to an end. Do well, we have one more week of him? I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's out of the last twenty-four rounds. He's number one in this field around the green. Number yeah, one. I, he's been great. He's been insane. Like, he gets in trouble off the tee. I mean, it's 7,600. It depends on how chalky he's going to be, right? Like, it, but, I mean, 
So I, I like think, this course fits way more than Memorial did. So I think he's one of the few guys who played this course back in 2010. He missed the cut by a mile, but that was 2010. Right. 12 years ago. So, so Jesus Christ, how young was he then? He was a young kid. Oh, is he like 45? Oh God. Is he, yeah. Okay. Yes, he's like 33 back then. No, he's been around for a while. Um, look, like I think just again, if I'm fitting in the mold, just I don't care what you do off the tee. I just care about your iron play, your scrambling, putting, like, like he does well. So he's plotter courses too. Like, yeah. you know, did well at Colonial, did okay oh. last week. Why can't he do well this week? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. All right. And then, so I played this guy last week a lot. It was a late ad for me, um, after digging in, uh, and he missed the fucking cut. Um, but I don't really mind the play still. Uh, Adam Wong at 7,800. Um, okay. he does some things well, not all things well. Nobody in this range is going to do everything well. Okay. This is a garbage field and we're down in the 7,000s. Um, he's not great out of the sand. He's mediocre around the green, but his approach game is, is pretty strong. Um, and that 150 to, to 175 range, uh, he, he's real strong. So uh, I don't know, man. I played him last week. I liked what I saw. Um, in the stats to play him last week, and then he just bombed out around the green and lost three strokes putting. So I think I'm going to go back to him again this week. Um, hopefully I can get a little less ownership uh, than what's projected right now. Uh, but he was a late ad for me last week. I didn't talk about him on the show at all, but like later in the week when I was digging and shit, like he ended up being like my, my, probably my second heaviest or third heaviest, like $6,000 play. Uh, so I think I'm going to go back to him. And then what about your boy Sabatini? Right? Isn't this, a, isn't this this type of course? Right? Do we, do we want to go one more week on him? He has, so here's the thing. I looked at him. He hasn't missed the cut in a while. Like he's due for a missed cut. Okay. All right. Fine. I mean, that, that's, he, just, he, that's just a gut call. That's fine. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, technically, why did he withdraw at API? I don't know. I don't remember either. Because yeah. maybe his fucking, his, uh, what haberdashery was closed and he couldn't get a nice hat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, um, he's good around the green, man. His approach game blows, but yeah, listen, I can skip him. I wanted to get your thoughts on him. Like, there's no way I'm playing posting. There's like, I just yeah. can't. Like, like, I don't know. He's your guy now. I can't deal with him. What about Smotherman? Just on the talent. Like, he, I feel like he does all this damage off the tee, though, right? I mean, he's still hitting his irons okay. I mean, the the scrambling's been pretty bad. Yeah, real bad. Potter, Potter's been coming around though. Like, like if you combine. Look, nobody's gonna be perfect. But like I, I, what I did was I combined iron play around the green putting. So look, if we can compensate some other areas, yeah, it'd be okay. Okay. So he's good in two out of three. Two out of three ain't bad. What about what about Duncan? I know I'm just taking over at this point, just no. throwing out fucking things. Why, dude? I mean, look, he's made those past two cuts around the green. He's okay. His approach game is pretty solid. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, he's, okay. he's gonna miss a cut. He's gonna miss a cut. Yeah, I know he's made two. He's gonna miss a cut. I mean, look. That's look. Once again, we're dealing. We're dealing in. Uh, I know the bottom here, but I mean, twelfth at RBC Heritage. Pretty good. Pretty good. His name is Tyler Duncan. Like it's pretty good. Twelve. I think I, then... I, I, I think I'm gonna pass on Tyler okay. Duncan. Okay. All right. Bad scrambler, bad putter. That just didn't fit my mold. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All, all he had was the iron game, and that was well as looking for. All right. Fair enough. All right. Who you like, Dunnett? All right. I mean, I guess I'm with you on Pat Perez. Um. Is Emilio Grillo kind of getting back? I have, too much, I have too much scar tissue, man. He's made three straight cuts. Like, that's a dude like. He's made four straight cuts. Is it four straight? Four straight. Okay. Just like, like I had him scarred, and I was like, no Grillo for me. Look, like, of the guys around him, he's better if he's back. 
but he's clearly yeah. better than all these guys. Right? Like he's Matt better Walsh. than Nick Taylor. He's better than Fratelli. He's better than Marlowe. He's better than John Ha. He's better than. He's better than the course of Matt Wallace. Oh, what happened? That fuck. I, I remember last year. I think I liked him for the Zozo. Like he had a brief period where, like, I thought he went to Vegas and got with a swing coach and got <laughs> everything back, and then it went complete shit again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrible with him. And I've been tracking his Euro stuff too. It's even. Worse. It's not good. Yeah, it's no, not it's, good. It's even worse over there. I guess I kind of like Rio if, like, like he eats up these plotter golf courses. And if he's playing halfway decent, you know, like, he's actually been scrambling pretty good too lately as well. Yeah. I can kind of dig that. Terrible as I said. That's just in general. I'm looking at, he's gained 0.4 around the green over his last 12 rounds. So basically in this little hot stretch. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he gained, what, four last week? Yeah. Lost four on approach. I know his iron play has been kind of dodgy. That's his putting is his putting is Grio losing two and three strokes yep. over the last two. But <laughs> last two. I, I feel he's making cuts. I feel like he's getting close because he missed like ten straight cuts. One two. Like, three, it looked four, like his own six. Him. So he yeah. he so he missed before the Mexico Open. He missed yeah. four a lot. Six out of his six out of his last seven events. Yeah, it was really bleak for Grio Island. So. Yeah. I don't know. If he's back, I think he's better than all these guys. Yeah, um, I pedigree wise, yeah. I know Peter Molnari's missed the cut in his last two, but that's a guy who just gets up and down, and he does hit his approach shots under 175 at least decently. He's kind so, of broken, isn't he? What's he been doing? No, he played well at Byron Nelson. Yeah, what did he do, though? Like, what was he doing well? He was He scrambles well, and he puts well. Fine. Yeah, and like he's atrocious off the tee, but if that doesn't matter this week, all right. I, listen, I'm grasping for sure. Yeah, dude, listen, like, we're all picking dog shit down here. Listen, like I'll agree with the Smotherman. I think his ownership's a little high because he continually gets pumped up. But I think that's fine. Um, may I go back to Steven Yeager that he burned me a Colonial, but <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but again, like a guy who gets up and down. Like at least recently, he was in his irons up until Colonial. He was in them okay. Yeah. Um, wow. Why is why is JJ Spawn almost thirteen percent owned? I don't know. I think people don't real realize that his last event he pulled out with a back injury. Yeah. So that's not great. That's great. Fucking sweet. Load it up. Okay. Um <laughs> load it up. Let's just move so on. Don't, don't tell Nick, me. Nick Nick Hardy, I was surprised so if you want to go to the betting board, I, I saw him <laughs> one book he was eighty to one, another is two fifty. I was like, why is he eighty to one? So he finished second in some corn fairy event. I'm like, oh, like that's why. Yeah. Um he did play well in his U.S. Open qualifier today. Like, uh-huh. maybe he's playing good. Like, that's a guy who, like, I think people were expecting him to be yeah, really to be, good. Yeah, he's supposed to be a stutter. Yeah. Like, I think he was on one of our, my fantasy teams. He's done nothing all year. Like, the fact he's playing a Corn Ferry event last, last week, that's that's no bueno. Listen, at least you pick a guy who had his cat. Not like me. That is that is true. How's Justin Sell working out for you? I have no idea. I well, stopped. listen, I, 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 I don't have I'm, any Scotty Scheffler, so I just well. Here's the thing: I'm one of our main teams. I have Matthew Wolf, and he's basically doing the same thing as Justin Stubb. <laughs> and that's a team in the top ten, by the way. Oh, are you in top ten on that? Yeah, but we're losing yeah. Taylor Gooch. That that really. Oh yeah. We're gonna take a big fat zero unless he does. Unless he wins a major. Yeah, he might win a major. You never know. Maybe, maybe he wins the U.S. Open next week. But that's that hurts a lot, and oh, having nice. Matthew Wolf hurts a lot. Too. Oh, no shit. Uh, and Scotty Shuffler's not going to win four out of eight tournaments. So, all right, back to this. Uh, yeah, like I'm kind of grasping for straws. Yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Those are generally the guys I kind of gravitated to in this range. 
All right. Well, let's uh, we'll, we'll take uh, take our last ad break and uh, dumpster dive and uh, announce uh, the big guest tomorrow night. So, Athletic Greens. That's who we're brought to you by and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically all the things. It costs you less than three bucks a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Listen, did you guys know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other private prying eyes. And that's why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually visible, invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online without using IP Vanish. And they're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. So, And you won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world, everything you stream, search, and buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand-rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And use promotion code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Uh, real dumpster diving. I'll give you a break. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> actually, I had to find a guy down here I really like. Adam Shank, 6900 bucks. My man. Yeah, your man. No, my man, I got him too. Yes. Okay. Let's go. There you go. Listen, gained a billion strokes Tadirian last week, lost a billion strokes putting. Yeah. Uh, ever since he's been kind of, he's been, you know, getting back up north and some of these northern ryegrass golf courses with deep rough and everything like that. He's been playing a lot better. T9 at the Wells Fargo, TBC Potomac, uh, T26 last week, the Memorial. You know, listen, the iron's been pretty good. Good bank grass putter too. Uh, a little concerned about the scrambling, but listen, like nobody's perfect down here. So I like him a lot. No, um, one's, no one's close to mediocre down here. So yeah, let's let's get the perfect golf. <laughs> I mean, Michael Gligich has been okay lately. Listen, I mean, you okay. got, Can- got the Canadian narrative, but he's sixty six hundred bucks. He doesn't really have a lot of ownership. He's just been. I mean, he hasn't played okay. since the Byron Nelson. That's a little concerning, but he's made last four mm-hmm. cuts. Well, I don't yeah, last three cuts. I don't count the zero. T twenty four in Mexico. T thirty seven Wells Fargo. T seventy three Byron Nelson. That's not great. Well, that's pretty good. That's not bad for That's good for down here, months. man. I mean, basically, he's been doing mostly on scrambling. Perfect. Iron's been okay. They're trending up. I'll take that. All right. Uh, I just see. wrote his name down. So right. Anybody else expect, down here? Expect me screaming at you on Thursday. Uh, Justin Lauer. Had yeah, that's my man. Allen, and then Mr. Cut. He played terrible last week. Yep. Before that, he had like a T sixty four. I think Mexico T thirty one in Wells Fargo. I feel like he. I feel like he's long longer off the tee, and that's why I picked him that week. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I mean T thirty one TBC Potomac. Although that turned out to be a bomber's course. Mm-hmm. 
a great fit. But. Yeah, I pass on him. Okay. I know. I mean, those are really the only guys. I- All right. I'm going to ask you about something called David Skins. Do you know, know anything? Do you know anything about David Skins? I mean, I know he's basically a really poor man's Peter Malnati. Right? So, he, but here's the deal. He, he sucks, sucks off the team, but around the green, he's okay. And he's, oh, he's made, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. And he's made three out of his last five cuts. Okay. Like 6,400. You can certainly do worse. And how about Bryce Garnett? Mm-hmm. T15 at the Byron Nelson, T33 at Mexico Open. The field was stronger at Mexico, I feel like, at this point. Um, you, know, te- you know, technically it's a coastalish course because it's right on Lake Ontario. Well, it's not right on Lake Ontario, but it's near Lake Ontario. Yeah, you guys get the lake effect, right? Isn't that what happens? Well, actually, they don't get the lake effect. We they don't? No, they're on the, they, they push all the snow to us. Oh, that's awesome. Good, yeah. good, for, good for Toronto. So, and look, around the green, he's 15th in this field, fucking proximity 150 to 175, 13. 13th out of this field at 6,700 while I'm looking for something, anything to grasp, straws down here. Give me some Bryce Garnett. I wanted to play Hickok, man. Really did. He's been awful. I know. He's been bad. I know, man. But this is a guy who I've constantly rooted for since he lost to Goober. By the way, tragic story with Goober. Coming back from the hip injury, he was not competitive last week. No, of course not. I know. First of all, somebody somebody made the joke on Twitter. uh, It was... Swafford finally just went to live because he was sick of being mistaken for fucking Paris English. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a perfect tweet. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm rooting for Hickok. I think I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to get something on him. I don't know. I, I'm going to will this guy to be good again because I've really enjoyed rooting for him that weekend. Okay. Uh, well, that's Sung Kang, your boy. That's always your banky down this range. It's not too ugly for you. <laughs> too ugly for me, man. It's too ugly for that me. That says a lot. I was thinking about Ryan Hart. Well, no, he's seventy three hundred. The um, I was I went to Luke Donald last week too, and he fucking kicked me in the balls. But whatever, sand saves eleven around the green, twelve approach, fifteenth in this field. He could do a hell of a lot for us. So I mean, I'm thinking about him between him and Shank or my uh, my guys at sixty nine hundred. Who I'm, I'll probably just end up playing them both and splitting it. Right, how about Wesley Bryan? Mm-mm, no. How about, how about Satoshi Gadara, Brian Kershner's boy? Yeah, no. No, thank yeah, you. I think I'll pass on that. Although, <laughs> oh, you know what? Gadara made, uh, he made the US Open today. He got through qualifying. Oh, nice. Good for him. Good. So now he's focused on next week and not this week. So definitely not. You no, know, I think we actually tried to do that narrative last year, Congre. That did not work out for, well for us. That's true. I think we were like, all right, they are going to the US Open. No, that didn't work out. That's true. Yeah. Fuck. Am I going to have to play Gadara now? Why would you say that? I don't know. He just was there. <laughs> I feel like you just like to put poison pills in my brain to watch me spit out over the week. Listen, you know, you're going to do that to yourself at when you That's fair. three in the morning with a couple of gin and tonics and I don't say out your 150, you know, entry, uh, you know, yeah. MME. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm much better at the Excel spreadsheet now. That shit is done by okay. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock <laughs> Eastern. Yeah. Uh, you want to do outrights? You want to go to outrights? No, let's save it for tomorrow. Save it for tomorrow? Okay. Save it for tomorrow. All right, we're on. on a tight, we're on a tight deadline. Tight deadline. Let's, Hi, well, let's do one more break and then we'll, uh, wrap No, no, up. I already did them both. I smashed them together. To make oh, sure okay. I was not listening. That's shocking when hosts aren't listening. Um, <laughs> All right. so tomorrow night, big guest, man. So if, if Pat Mayo is the godfather of this stuff, that means, uh, we got Sammy the Bull coming on tomorrow night. We got Jeff Feinberg coming on tomorrow night to break down some betting stuff with us. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, to have him on. I'm sure we'll get some hot Chargers takes and, uh, maybe some live stuff too. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big announcement. Steve, you got anything else? 
No, I mean, I'm actually worried when he finds out I'm a Giants fan based on some of his comments about uh, Eli Manning and how that all went down. But you know what? I'm probably going to flatter him because I'm actually I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. I really like him a lot. So yeah, I'll, I'll butter him up. And I'm a Patriots fan, so I've literally ripped his soul up. Okay. So, uh, so this might be the first and only show we do. <laughs> no, I'm not a dick about it. Like, uh, my boy Decker, fucking friend of the, friend of the podcast, fucking Justin Decker, fucking San Diego, Superchargers. That guy, I break his balls all the time about it. We're, we're, we're good. Good natured about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. No, we're very much looking forward to having Jess Feinberg. I'm very yeah. excited to break down. The yeah. Me too. Just turn over me too. Now I finally get a guy like me on, right? A exactly. little, a little more, a little more gut handicapping, breaking balls a little bit. I'm not, not too worried about agronomy. Stuff like that. I, I think I'm going to feel a little more comfortable instead of I'm just. Gonna be, sit, I'm going to be outnumbered sit. here. Oh, for once, let's call. Yes. <laughs> I got uh, nothing else. Yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow, and uh, yeah, we'll tune in. Tune in then. Yes, yes, we will, because we'll be on the show. So we will absolutely tune in. So, um, all right. Other than that, big betting show tomorrow. Uh, I'll try to come out with some more stuff on Wednesday, as far as like tearing down some of the DFS stuff. Uh, like what I what I whittled it down to. But other than that. Fucking let's go, baby. Canadian Open next week. U.S. Open. Let's fucking go.